Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Anne Laurie Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, stepmamas and truth seekers, welcome back to another episode, plus her at Stepmom Journeys Podcast. I am your lovely host, Anne Laurie Forbes, wife to one, stepmom to two. I'm a stepmom advocate and I'm a source of encouragement, all while I'm figuring it out just like you. Your Sunday treat today is another guest episode that will validate you, it will affirm you, and leave you encouraged. I have really been enjoying sharing the stories of stepmoms on this platform. And every time a stepmom wants to share her story, my heart is full, just knowing that her story will help another stepmom. So today, listen close to the story of stepmom Adrienne Barton. Hi, Adrienne. Hi, Ann Laurie. How are you? I am excellent and I'm so happy to have you with us today because I just have a feeling that you're going to give us a sense of hope, you're going to give us some words of encouragement, and you're going to help a fellow stepmom out there. So I'm really happy to have you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. And any hope that I can give to a fellow stepmom, I am more than happy to provide. Great. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about the beginning of your journey and how did it all start? And do you remember your initial thoughts and feelings about becoming a stepmom? Yeah. So if you rewind about eight, eight, eight nine years ago, um, I my life was a hot mess. I was going <laughs> through a separation that did not go as initially planned. Initially, it was amicable and we had it all sorted out. We were going to do things together and co-parent well. Um, that that was turned upside down and I was thrown into being a single mom overnight and trying to keep a career on track and then rebuild my life and figure out who I was even again because I felt like I had lost myself in my prior relationship. Um, And so here I move out and am living life with my two daughters and within a month of that, I met somebody who is my now husband Um, but apparently the universe had a different plan for me. I had sworn off men and marriage and any part of any of that. Uh, And the universe said, nope, we're going to throw the love of your life at you very quickly. And quite honestly, we both just jumped in head first. We knew what we didn't want. We knew what we did want based on our prior failed relationships. And, um, we, we just jumped in head first. So we didn't spend the time thinking through or even having some of the crucial conversations that I would recommend to others jumping into blended or step family life today. Share with us some of that actually, because yeah, we would want to know what crucial conversations should we be having, especially for a woman who is starting that journey of becoming a stepmom. Um, what should she be discussing with her future spouse? Yeah, so I would start with things like, you know, just understanding what are your core values, um, what are the values of your significant other, um, and and what are the values of the children, whether it's on one side or both sides. Um, for us, you know, I had two children, um, my husband has two children, so together we have four, um, all girls, uh, which is an interesting dynamic in and of itself. 
Um, but we, we never sat down and talked about values. Him and I got to know each other and um, learned our likes and dislikes and some of the typical things you go through in the dating phase, even though ours was a very short-lived phase. Um, and we also never really talked about house rules or chores or some of those basic things of the day-to-day -day life of a family structure. Um, and we just jumped in. And since we were both parents first, um, before being step parents, our parental roles kind of took over and we naturally fell into parenting all of the children together because we treated our family as a family unit in our home and on our time. Um, and going through some of the bumps that we've had along the way, we've learned to step back and realize that the parent role isn't always the role we need to be in, that a step parent role can and is and should look different than a parental role. So I think starting with some of those basic conversations that we don't always think really matter a great deal until we're a bit down the road, uh, really actually matter a great deal and can set a strong foundation for the family building healthy relationships with one another. Absolutely. Those conversations are good to have. And at the beginning of my stepmom journey, I did not uh, express myself because I did not want to um, be misjudged. And I also was, I thought it would take away from me building a relationship with the stepkids. And also I was so focused on trying to prove to my husband and trying to prove to the naysayers that I could do this. I could be a stepmom that I did not express myself and have those crucial conversations that I should have had with my husband. So I love that you clearly state for us what it is we should be discussing with ourselves before we dive right in. Um, to kind of help us cope with the challenges that we will face on our journey. So I love that you share that. I mean, you dived right in. So what are some of the challenges that you faced um, at the beginning of your journey? You know, one of the main challenges that I faced that I never anticipated or ever thought would be an issue was um, the parents on all sides getting along and communicating and working together. I just assumed that, you know, if I could put our past behind us, we all could, and that um, we all had the best interest of the children, or so everybody said. So I assumed based on that best interest that we would all be very mature adults about how we handled conversations, that there would be communication, that we would respect each other's boundaries. Um, and that wasn't the case in the beginning. Um, and it was hard to have conversations when others didn't want to have them. Um, and it was also hard to navigate how to have the conversations within my own marriage when it was hard to show somebody how you felt and the other side of the coin when they weren't the one that things were being directed at or that was being um, pushed out. And so I think just learning to navigate really, really challenging conversations, learning how to set boundaries um, for myself and my own sanity, um, yes. and learning that, <laughs> yeah, and learning that not everybody else's um, words or behaviors or actions or choices um, were a reflection of me as a person, as a wife, as a mom, as a stepmom. Um, that was really hard because I invest so much into my family that I do take it so personally. And so learning to separate and say this is more a reflection of how they're feeling um, than it is of me and the things that I'm doing was a real challenge for me. I want to know, because you came into this with two daughters and you said that your husband had two daughters. So not only are you navigating, you know, your own feelings about becoming a stepmom and trying to figure that out, but then your daughters now have stepsisters. 
What tips would you give parents that their, their stepchildren are not getting along or they're having a hard time to bond? What would you say to those parents? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, in the beginning, it was like this honeymoon phase for our entire family. We had no challenges in our marriage, no challenges with our children. Our children instantly were bonded and, and just enjoyed being together. And it was, you would have thought we were a nuclear family, the way things just operated so flawlessly. Um, but then you fast forward a few months and you start to have some of the typical sibling challenges of bickering over things and toys and um, one wants one thing for dessert and another wants another and how do you know who do you decide who do you side with on are you going to get exactly. ice cream or are you going to get pie or um, and you don't want to be viewed as siding with your own biological children and ignoring the stepchildren and then you don't want your own children to um, resent you because you side with the stepchildren and Exactly. And so, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm imagining. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm asking you the question, how do you deal with that? You know, so we dealt with it one day at a time and we, we started to find ways to have balance and we tried to make sure that everything we did was fair. And we also talked to the children a lot, all of them together um, and one-on-one. -on -one. So we, we try and we're not perfect at it. And we go through periods where it doesn't happen and the periods where we're really good about it, but we try to do things um, with our biological children one-on-one -on -one. Um, and then we try to do things with the stepchildren one-on-one -on -one, and we try to um, like my husband will take them each on a daddy-daughter date throughout the year um, and I'll do things just you know mommy and me things where we go shopping or we go out to lunch or we go grab a coffee and so we try to keep those things front and center so that each of the children individually knows that they're important and that they're loved and that they matter a great deal um, and then we do things as a family um, but we decide on those things as a family together so that everybody's voice is heard. Um, we also started having family meetings so we could talk about, you know, what is it that we're doing this weekend and what matters to each of you. And no, we can't, you know, be in four places at once, but we can listen to all of the things you'd all like to do and make a big list and then start to go down that list one thing at a time so that everybody gets to do something that they love and they also get to experience supporting what one of their siblings loves to do. Um, and so they get both sides of the coin. I love that. I love this whole, the family meeting idea. I mean, I grew up having family meetings as well, but they were more so to highlight something that one of us did wrong. <laughs> so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really about, hey, like this is a safe place for you to share with us, you know, what you'd like to do this and that. But I love that you've created, you and your husband created a safe place for all four of your children to be able to come to you and share what it is that they'd want to do and the family activities and all of that. I, I love that you've created that space. So that's a great tip. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. You know, you bring up a really great point about family meetings being this thing that children can dread and even that sometimes adults can dread. Um, and so we, we don't actually, if you ask our children, oh, how do your family meetings go? They would look at you like you were a two-headed monster. Like, what are you talking about family meetings? We don't call them that to the children and we don't mm. bring it, we don't make it a formal like, oh, we're going to go have a family meeting now. I think that's um, what's terrifying is the fact that like for me it was a formal sit down like we're going to have a family meeting at 5 p.m and we come in the living room formal sit down and it's like okay hey, you did this wrong why did you there was already anxiety building up leading to this family right. meeting yeah right of course so we we find opportunities you know we try to sit down for dinner as a family as many nights a week as we possibly can um, it's a little bit easier now that we're in COVID and we're not going out. We don't have all their school and sports and all their extracurricular activities. 
but we find ways like that where we're all already sitting together. Um, maybe it's a commercial on a TV show we're watching and we mute the TV and we ask them a quick question and just make it really informal and impromptu so it doesn't feel like we're ganging up on them or that we have a hidden mm. agenda because that's yes. where kids' minds tend to go. And so we have just found little ways to build it in naturally. Uh, but for us, we refer to it as a family meeting so that we're on the same page as the adults first. I like that. Yeah, that's a really great approach. And I've done the same with my stepsons. It's not really a family meeting, but I have times where, you know, I just casually just catch them and able to just ask them a question and what's on their mind and whatnot. And I think it just helps the child to get a little bit more comfortable in opening up and sharing with the parent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is the ultimate goal, because if we can yes. get them comfortable and opening up, then there is real communication that you can both walk away feeling good about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think it's really important. I mean, I don't know how it was with your family, but with my family, and I guess maybe this is also a cultural thing, it's like children are meant to be seen and not heard. And it's like we, we didn't have a say in anything, right? And the way I want to help raise my stepsons is definitely that they're able to speak up and tell me what's on their mind, tell us their frustration and whatnot. Like, I don't want it to be just... I'm the parent and I say, whatever I say goes and you have, like, you can't say anything to me. You can't even express your emotions, right? So I'm trying to definitely do it differently than how I was brought up because I really do want my children to be comfortable in communicating with me. So I love that you um, have shown, an ex like, given us an example of how that can be done. Yes, yes, that's so beautiful to change, you know, we only know how to parent based on how we were raised. And while our parents, I'm sure, did the best job they could with what they knew at the time, yes, um, there's always, always room to look at different ways and open our minds. Yeah, absolutely. So when we first reached out to each other, I did not even know that you were a coach. Yes. So I am a certified step family coach and I work with clients in one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. That's amazing. What is your main goal for the parents that you help? So my vision is really to support um, step parents, co-parents, and bio-parents to live their best blended family lives with connection, love, and simplicity. So, you know, step parenting and blending families and having step families is never going to be easy. There's nothing easy about it. But I do believe that it can be simple um, and that people can keep open minds and learn to listen and support and be there for others. Um, so I really believe in building a culture of appreciation, respect, and gratitude, um, and having that be the foundation of your family unit. And so um, that's really what I focus on within my coaching practice. All positive things. I love it. Do you think, uh, or actually I should ask, how do you think that coaching other blended families has helped you along your own journey of being a stepmom? You know what? It's actually been the greatest gift. To me personally because it has given me the ability to look at some of my own situations but stepping to the outside which is a really hard thing to do for yourself when you're in it and you're in that moment and you're in that struggle um, but when I coach it's not about me it's about my clients and it's about how I can help them move forward and be their best selves so that they can show up and be their best parent or step parent for their family and so through talking through situations with them that they're going through that can be very similar to my own at times, it has helped me to step back and have a new perspective 
and look at it in a way that I would have never looked at it for myself. And quite frankly, maybe not have even been open-minded enough to listen to somebody else at the time in the struggle. Um, mm. And that has just been the greatest gift because it's completely reframed and restructured how I approach my own family, my own children and stepchildren. And there's just been so many valuable lessons in it. Oh, that's amazing. And overall, like, what do you think being a stepmom has taught you about yourself? Oh my gosh, <laughs> how much time do we have? Because that could be a laundry list. I think just parenting in general has taught me so much about myself. Um, it, there's nothing like it in the world. Um, you know, I think from a stepmom perspective, though, really um, learned the value of starting with my own healing first and um, being willing to look in a mirror and not ask things of my stepchildren or my husband or my family um, that I wouldn't go through myself, that I wouldn't work on within myself first and foremost. Um, I also learned the value of um, making my marriage my top priority. And that was a hard one for me. From the moment I became a mom, it was my children come first. Of course they would, why not? Um, and that means I put my relationship and myself on the very bottom of that priority list. And through my separation and remarriage and um, my current step family, I learned that if I don't put myself first and I don't have health and wellness within myself and I don't put my marriage as a top priority, then the rest of the family crumbles and falls apart. And mm -hmm. so while it sounds selfish to put it in that order, I learned that it's actually the most selfless thing I can do for my children and my family. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, there's so many lessons. I mean, just patience and communication and the importance of them. Um, and really what um, unconditional love and gratitude are and mean and how valuable they can be in a family dynamic, especially one that's a blended family. You know, I always love to ask my stepmoms what it is that being a stepmom has taught them about themselves, because I feel like when they hear that question and you have to reflect on your journey, then you see how much growth there's been in your journey. And I think it's beautiful to highlight the growth in our journey. Yes, it's so important. It can be so easy to get caught up in the challenges and the day-to-day -day exactly. dread that can be created. And so helping others step outside and say like, oh, there really has been growth and progress in the right direction is, is absolutely important. And it's encouraging as well, because, you know, we know that we'll take 10 steps forwards and then sometimes we'll take five steps backwards. But just knowing that, listen, I've grown and it's just encouraging us to continue to improve, right? Right, absolutely. And we're not perfect. We're human. Um, and I think as moms, we put ourselves in these positions to feel the need to be perfect and um, even more so as a stepmom. And so oh that reminder goodness, that yes. <laughs> we don't have to be perfect for anybody. Like we, we're learning as well. And I tell my children that all the time. I remind them, you know, when each of you were born, whether I birthed you or not, a how-to manual did not come out after you. So we're learning as you're learning. And that's what I've learned on my journey. Well, actually, I was reminded of how much of a perfectionist I, like how much of a perfectionist I am, how much of a planner I am you can't there's nothing that I've I can't be perfect I can't be perfect my journey is not perfect my family's not perfect and it's really been a humbling experience yes I'm with you on the perfectionist and planner that is me through and through and learning how to set those aside and do things messy um, was quite a journey for me just in and of itself 
it was such a challenge for me, honestly. It was such a challenge because there's nothing I can control. The only thing I can control is my attitude, right? And the way I react to certain situations. But other than that, like, there's, I can't, I don't have control of the situation. It's not perfect. And so I really, I don't know. It was, I feel like it's God's way of like playing a joke on me or something. <laughs> It's the universe's way of teaching whatever lesson it is we haven't learned yes. that we're supposed to. And it keeps happening until you actually get it. And that, that's exactly. a hard one in and of itself. Like, exactly. Man, you get it. <laughs> I thought I learned this one last time. I'm here again. Okay, clearly I didn't. So what am I missing this time? Right. No, you absolutely get it. Um, so to conclude, Plus Our Journey is all about sharing the real stories of stepmoms and changing the evil stepmom narrative that we've grown accustomed to. So I want to know, in your opinion, Adrian, what can we do to change that evil stepmom narrative? You know, that's such a great question because that does exist and it's unfortunate that it exists. Um, I think I think the best thing that we can do is um, have a growth mindset, keeping an open mind and understanding that um, a good a good percentage of the time, um, most step moms are wanting to do the right thing, and that there isn't a how-to manual out there for being a step parent, and that we're learning as we go, but that we do have the best intentions of the children in our hearts and with every decision that we make. And so, um, going back to that, having a culture of appreciation, respect, and gratitude is so crucial um, and it's crucial on both sides you know the the mom that mom relationship can make or break how a family operates and how the children feel and so i just encourage all bio moms out there to understand um, that step moms aren't trying to replace you they're not trying to take your role as a mom um, but they are trying to be a part of their own family and they are trying to support and love your child in the time that that child is in their home and, and that they're responsible for them. And equally for the step mom to appreciate and respect how the bio mom feels and understand that it is a role change for them as well. And that it's hard to send your child to be with another parent um, and another human being, a person that you don't know how they parent. You don't, you know, so taking that time to get to know each other and learn who each other is and what their views on the world are and how they parent, how they make decisions can absolutely change the dynamic. I have an amazing relationship with my daughter's stepmom and we actually balance each other really well. And at first we bumped heads and we had some, some challenges to overcome, but once we took the time to go grab a coffee and get to know each other on a human level and set all of the challenges aside, we actually realized we'd probably be best friends in life if it wasn't for our situation. And so that's how we approach things. We communicate with one another, we support one another. Um, and so I think if we really want to change the narrative on the evil stepmom that exists in our society, we have to get back to being human beings and treating each other the way we would want to be treated. Beautifully said. I love it. Mutual respect, understanding for each other. I love it. Thank you for yes, sharing that. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing your journey with us today. I do want to end the episode a little different than I usually do. I want you to lead us out with 10 phrases of affirmations. And as you call them, mom formations, I think that's how you call them. Yes, I do. Yeah, so yes. those are really needed, especially when we start to doubt ourselves, value in the family or, or place in the family and just 
we're always beating ourselves up. And I think that affirmations are so important because it reminds us of, you know, what we bring to the table. So if you wouldn't mind leading us out with 10 mom formations, that would be lovely. Absolutely. Okay. Mom formation number one. Today, I will not stress about the things I cannot control. The second one, I forgive those who have hurt me in the past and will move forward peacefully. Third, I am an amazing stepmom, even as I work hard to become a better one. Four, taking care of myself is not selfish. It is necessary for me to be a great stepmom. Five, I am more than just a stepmom. Six, I am exactly who my stepkids need. Seven, I have the power to change my story. Eight, it's not my job to be perfect, but to show my family grace and forgiveness. Nine, I am unbecoming the cultural stereotypes and people's opinions of the stepmom people say I should be. And 10, I am a warrior who can change a life. Wow. You just gave me goosebumps because, oh, oh my gosh, you just gave me goosebumps. That was so amazing um, because, yeah, I know the value that I bring in my family, but just being reminded of all of those things. Wow. It was just, oh my goodness. Yeah. You just gave me goosebumps. I'm so happy to hear that. You know, I created Momformations because I, too, believe in affirmations and the power of positivity um, and what it can do to transform our mindset. And our mindset is where it completely changes all the decisions we make and how we approach the hardest days in our life. And so um, when I was going through the most challenging times, I turned to writing lists of gratitude and what I appreciated about the person that I was going through a struggle with. And I really saw a huge transformation in how I handled the hardest challenges we've come up against um, and the way that I changed how I looked at instead of wanting to run away from the hard days and wanting to run away from the relationships that um, were challenging, I, I leaned into them more because I completely transformed how I thought about the situation and it helped me put myself in the other person's shoes for a moment. Um, and so I really rely heavily on affirmations and I just feel that moms need a ton of support, whether you're a bio mom or a step mom, um, it both, both are hard positions doing both are hard. Um, and so I really wanted to help lift others up to get through their hardest days with a little smile on their face. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And where can the listeners, um, find you to have more doses of affirmation and look into your services. Yes, absolutely. So all of the information about everything I provide in terms of services um, and resources and tools is on my website, theartofblendedchaos.com, all spelled out one word, no spaces or special characters. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, more heavily on Instagram. Um, and my handle is at the art of blended chaos. Thank you, Adrian. Yes, thank you for having me. It was so great to get to connect with you and share our journeys together. I just have this feeling that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Show me some love. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And spread the love with another stepmom by sharing this episode with her. You just never know. This might be the encouraging word she needed to hear. And lastly, let's stay connected. Check me out at Plus Her Journey on Instagram and Facebook. 
Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.